Okay. Alrighty then. Kermit the Frog here. I'm kidding. I am not Kermit the Frog. I'm sorry. I shouldn't lie like that. That is, that is just mean. Not to get your hopes up high. Even though I'm not even too sure that anybody knows who that is anymore. I mean, I'm getting old. I don't know. I'm 32. And that's pretty old. That's like getting gray hairs. Oh, that's nothing, really. I've got a friend who was bald, or going bald, really very much going bald in high school. That's intense. I don't know why. He's technically the same ethnicities as I am. Somewhat. Which is a mutt, yes. Very much mixed race. By the way, I bought a DNA test. All this talk about viruses and DNA. Because, if you didn't know, viruses are just RNA or DNA strands. Uh, just broken pieces of DNA or RNA strands. Look it up. Look it up. No scientist says otherwise. Every science journal will tell you the same. Even especially the... What was it? Um, National Genomic Institute of Research or something like that. I know it's those words in some sort of order. But you know what? I do have a computer, so I should check for you. On the one show where Tyler the Cat meows every 10 seconds. National Institute of Genomic Research. Or something like that. Ah. The National Human Genome Research Institute. Or the NHGRI with the NIH. All of these acronyms. Did you know that the Hebrew, the ancient Hebrew language, the written language was technically acronyms. It's technically all acronyms. Did you know that? It's pretty cool, I think. Because each letter means a word, too. You know, each letter has its meaning. So technically, so does ours, since uh, Hebrew comes, uh, turned into, I believe, Phoenician, which turned into Greek, which turned into English. I might be a little bit off, but I know that there was a little split there um, when it came to... What's that one language that everybody in the area was uh, kind of adopted? Ah, uh, Sanskrit. Yeah, you know, I mean, most people think Sanskrit is like the oldest because it's Sanskrit. But it's actually not. It's really not at all the oldest. Uh, Hebrew is older. And I think Phoenician might even be older, really. Possibly even Greek, I don't know. But I know that for sure that Hebrew is older than Sanskrit. Actually, Sanskrit was a 
melding of many different uh, languages and what it was was there was the um, I think it was the Silk Road right the Silk the Silk Road trade or whatever trade route and it brought so much um, business constantly through you know and um, travelers that there was a mixing a mixing in Hawaii that would be Hawaiian pigeon not spelled the same way as the bird no there's all kinds of pigeon uh, p-i-d-g-i-n and it's a dialect basically basically a mixture of languages you know you know kind of like um he uh the jamaican right jamaican you know kind of dialect has like it's like pigeon i don't remember what what kind of mixture they got though actually i am not too culturally um educated really i am but i'm not like i am kind of ish but i'm not because i grew up on a rock and three thousand miles away from everything else that's right little island called maui house of the sun and yeah i remember i used to go to the beach and i used to just look across the ocean by myself every day after school and for a good year straight i would just look and wonder what was out there it's a little weird living on an island where there's just water all around you and like you're kind of trapped I always felt trapped there that that island um, I mean it it was big for me as a kid like I've never I still hadn't seen the whole island really you know I think I've been around the entire thing once but still I don't know why it just um, it was so felt like my life was somewhere somewhere else and I guess manifestation happened I ended up in California a whole new world don't you dare close your eyes and um, yeah I remember getting on the freeway with my uncle driving yeah that was fun 60 miles an hour <laughs> It was the first time I had ever been in a vehicle going that fast. 15 years old. Maybe 14, but I'm pretty sure 15. Yeah, I was like, we're just going the speed limit, right? You know, it's 60 miles an hour. Like, it's, it's not even, like, it's slow, you know? But, like, at that age, like, it was my first time ever being in a car going and moving that fast and being able to see the roads and everything go so fast by I was like clenched on on my seat you know yeah it's funny it's funny thinking about it now yeah 
uh, later when I got old enough to drive, I got my first car, my Saturn, and I was speeding everywhere, everywhere. And the car didn't even go that fast. It was an automatic. Like, I think it topped up at like 110 or something. But like, I used to love racing. That was fun. Anywho. Any why, anywhere. It is a very weird day. It is orange in California. The sky is orange and muggy because of the fires and smoke. I hope that's why. I mean, like, I really hope. I don't fucking know what's going on anymore. That shit could be like fucking some kind of Agent Orange or something. I don't know what's out there. You know, I got the window closed. I don't have my mask on. I'm kind of having one of those, um, you know, happy kind of like celebrations over a recent win that is right ron paul went out and put out a video a very very funny video because in the video he goes to say how covid um what does he call it uh something like you know the covid uh conspiracy theorists were correct and because it's true we we were and we are and um it's funny that like a lot of people they think like oh my god there's just so much on the news it's like fucking don't know what to believe it's like motherfucker none of that shit that is like only only the mainstream media has been lying Everything else from the, you know, from the rising up from the bottom, because it started up from the bottom. Started up from the bottom. That's where the truth was coming from the bottom, from the, from the, the lowest of the lowest of the of the journalists. Basically, people people like me. And we were the ones that that really carried the whistleblowers. And there was like only a few at first. You know, I mean, there was, they, they were the whistleblowers from, uh, the accumulated whistleblowers from throughout time, like Dr. Uh, Rashid Batar. Like he didn't just start up like blowing the whistle like this year. No, 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 no. He had a history, and I don't mean like a very super uber fat history. I just mean what it was was he had cured a girl. And she and him got gaslit, like she had cancer, and he cured her. And hey, you know, you know, the cure for cancer, like that's not really that uh, much desired in the medical arena. Of course not, because cancer is a multi-hundred billion, probably trillion-dollar industry. It is um, death, yeah. Getting paid off of suffering and death. Can you believe that? Like people have that. Like that's the thing. Like we live in a world where we have allowed, and I want to say we have allowed because it is our responsibility. 
like just nothing is out of your control or, or capability only when we don't work together which is stupid it's really stupid because that's a choice too right you know choosing to not work together for whatever excuse now let me tell you if this was the olden days and it was a war all dramas all freaking egos would be put aside immediately for civic duty now i'm sure there were people out there that didn't know how to put their egos aside and didn't really have much care for their kin or their neighbors or their family that uh, they should have been protecting yeah you know there's there's always bad bad apples but there's something about camaraderie something about raw threat of war that really humbles you you're listening to sass star seeds angels savant syndrome with your host the mystic man thank you for joining A good speech is a thing about passion in the moment and actually isn't all passion just in the moment. Even when we look at crimes we call the a crime of passion those crimes that happen just spur of the moment entirely emotional and such is a good speech now these speeches of passion they move us they call to the humanity in us and as you know i do love a good speech if you recall a couple episodes back i had to play that jfk speech for you i love that speech i used to listen to it all the time Actually, JFK had a number of good speeches. I definitely suggest that if you're not doing anything sometime, maybe going by and taking a look into the past, especially JFK and his speeches. But actually right now I've got a very good speech for you that's more recent. very brilliant speech by a Tennessee lawmaker who spoke from the heart and you can hear it and it might rile you up too no matter what race or ethnicity you are sympathy we can understand understanding is only a thing that happens within 
You can only, you can know all the data you want. You can study all the books you want. And all that knowledge won't amount to anything if you can't really have the wisdom to interpret it. From that wisdom is the catalyst, the fire, the spark, the vesper. The soul of man. And there's a difference between a speech made from the voice and a speech made from the soul. It has everything to do with the heart. I'd like to thank Anomaly for putting me onto this. He's an awesome person and I highly suggest you check him out. Anomaly has made it up to one of the top five most popular Facebook pages on Facebook. Now that is a mighty task, especially considering he did it speaking the truth and being censored left and right. Oh yeah. He's an amazing guy. Yeah, awesome, awesome investigative journalist he's he's probably the best i've ever seen in my life and he's my age too i give him much props that's anomaly spelled instead of the o it's a zero anomaly and um yeah he's got a website he's got a well he he does videos on youtube and facebook but as you may know ever since the earn it act and the l-a-e-d act well things are getting a little bit hectic on social media god be with us but now without further ado and much thanks to anomaly this lifelong democrat who lived through the civil rights era knocks this speech out of the park watch i rise because i continue to hear references to what i saw and growing up in this country and growing up in the state of Tennessee, as I walked uh, with my father and worked work with my father here in the state of Tennessee, in Memphis, Tennessee, and, acro and across this state and across this country, uh, in the middle of what has been referenced to on several occasions, the civil rights movement. And you know, people continue to refer to this, but I saw it. I saw men and women stand with courage and integrity and class, and they changed the world. They changed the world because what the world could see in them was the lie that was being told about them. I am one of those individuals who walked in back doors because the law said I had to. I'm one of those individuals who rode on the back of the bus on the back seats that were not cushioned because the law said I had to. I went to the water and drank colored water because the law said I had to. I went to a school where everybody looked like me and the country was divided and segregated because the law said that I had to. So all of these things we continue to refer to are the things that me and my generation lived. We saw it for ourselves. We're not reading it in the history books, but we lived it. I went with my father when he and our neighbor got one of those I am a man signs and went downtown Memphis 
and watched him stand there proudly with Dr. King and other men and women, black and white, who had enough courage to stand up against what was wrong. And the way they did it, they had on their suits, their shirts, their ties, hats, and if it was cold, their overcoats, they locked arms, and they marched peacefully. And Dr. King stood for that which was peaceful. Because the world took a look at what was happening in Memphis, in Chicago, in Detroit, in Washington, D.C., and all over this country, we changed the entire world. And we changed it because those men and women had enough guts, integrity, enough citizenship and love of country because my father was a Korean War era soldier as many of those other men and women were. They didn't beg for anything. They didn't beg for citizenship. They demanded it. Because they were American citizens who paid taxes, who raised children, who paid house notes and rent, and did everything they were supposed to do so that they could demand from this country and its constitution those things that they were supposed to have. How did they do it? They did it by standing like men and women of integrity and class and common sense and values. When the riots started and folks started burning stuff down, that's when my father took my arm and we left. We left because that was not what we were there for. That was not what Dr. King was there for. That was not what others who are famous in the civil rights days were there for. This was not peaceful. It was not part of our movement and it only hurt everything. My family raised money and sent my dad to Washington for that march. Well, that man stood there and said that he wanted his children judged by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. And all we do in America right now is talk about color. Every issue, every issue is about race, it's about color. Instead of us sitting down at the table like men and women of common sense and common justice and understanding that our enemies are looking with a greedy vigilance upon us as we tear ourselves apart eternally. They have been watching us for 50 years, preparing step by step by step by step for us to kill ourselves. And I may not be back here next year. And I'm sure everything I say say is going to be misconstrued and misquoted and used against me in November. Fine. Fine, because I stand for my father's legacy. I stand for the men and women who acted like they had some sense and some courage and changed this country by being men and women who stood for something. If we don't start standing for something, don't you know that the people who are looking at what's happening in Washington, in Detroit, in Portland, in Seattle, they're getting emboldened because we act like a bunch of punks, too frightened to stand up and protect our own stuff. You tell me that somebody got the right to tear down property that Tennessee taxpayers paid for? that American taxpayers paid for, and somebody has the right to destroy it, deface it, and tear it down? What kind of people have we become? 
that we can't protect our own stuff. Peaceful protest ends peacefully. Anarchy ends in chaos. And what we see happening right now, any of us with any common sense, any common sense whatsoever, know that what we see is not peaceful. So we can continue to fool ourselves and mix with words and use rhetoric and public relations in order to frost this stuff over and put a nice picture on what we see that is frightening. Frightening? I have a nephew who is a policeman who talked about getting attacked the other night. You're telling me that somebody has the right to throw feces and urine in the face of those that we as taxpayers pay to protect us and that's okay? What has happened to us? If we don't get this right right now, I've got grandchildren. I don't want to see the country we're going to have 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now. If we don't start acting like we got some guts, right now, brethren, sistering, friends, colleagues, right now. All right. Wasn't that awesome? I loved it. I loved it very much. Now, coming up next, I found something, something I had from a while ago. It was forgotten about. I left it on an account on a music editing app that I totally forgot existed. And it just happened to be to the theme. So here we go. Alright. So I'm in this hip-hop group, right? I figured, hey, I'd have a place to market my rap. Dude posts one from a Tom McDonald rapping about, and I'll quote, exposing mainstream rap. Now, a lot of people in the group got a lot of hate. And I don't really, I can't really say I like the dude's uh, style myself. I don't know nothing about mainstream rap, and that's what I told them, and I said it like this. Well, I don't know shit about new school rappers these days. Never heard of this guy in my life, and I can't say much for his monotone, glad, sad, mad, dad, nursery rhyme style. But his message do got a point. Josh in the group got a point too, and he said it pretty good. Can't deliver your message if the recipient ain't trying to hear it. Amen. Actually, if you think about it, that's how hip-hop started to begin with. From a collective culture gaslighted out of their own oppression, being shunned of existence while racist, slow genocide be persisted. Just under the table, behind closed doors, where inbred politicians did coke and banged whores and murdered the dames after sodomy finished brain. Ironic reflection of the curse that arose, saying, fuck that, as a message. Did y'all already forget the lesson? It ain't hidden. Hip-hop died and we got zombies. Like exorcisms had drive-ins. 
A lot of rappers talk a lot, but ain't saying nothing. I got respect for hip-hop, not this weak substitute fronting all day. Play yourself, played games, retrograde, divide and conquers the prop. When brotherhood uniting was the birth of hip-hop. Is making money the depth of meaning, your soul incarnate? Or taking life, when life is fleeting as it is, most preaching easy is target. Well spent time, I'm sure nobody regrets lying to that authentic place in your heart where God's throne reigns. Yeah, demons got people chained inside. Is that why you came? I'll say it again. Is that why you came? Brother up top got a point made, brother. That's all I'm saying. I think I went a little too hard for them. I don't know. But I guess we'll see. Amen. It's been a lovely ride. It's always good to have a co-pilot such as yourself along for the journey. You've been listening to Starseed's Angels Savant Syndrome. With your host, the Mystic Man. I'm going to close out with a song after this. But first, Ua mao ke ea o ka aina i ka pono, o humanity. Mad this baby, mad this baby, mad this baby. Punching in, stone gay baby, boop, boop, boop. <laughs> same old shit, same old shit. Check it. I might be running low on common sense, blowing on my oxygen, knowing that I was always meant to make it hard for y'all to win. Shit to bring the lunatic to you and all you hooligans. It ain't never been no harm to going harder than my duplicates. Smart enough to park a bus and fill it up with women. When you saw me in my truck without my L's, asking who is this? Dropping about to do a flip. Holding on like if I drop the ball or if I lose my grip, then bet I'm going in for all the niggas I be fooling with. How do I forget about the haters doing 40 much? I don't like your flavor like a Salem or a Camel Crush. Neighborhood is active out here acting up. I'm trying to turn this nickel into a stack of bucks. Slapping it on you quacking ducks. Always had a knack for having the baddest bitches back it up. Now I'm finna hurl from all this cracking up. That naughty yakko wasn't passing up. That's because I really don't relax enough. And this is how you tend to act if ever you have had a rough. Getting you to grasp it all is hard to teach when you a dust. But once I want a break from all the huff and puff. Rollers with your overbrush. Told you now I'm on enough. To everything you said I was If I could get a head alone My life I could open doors Then I won't be nothing nice Living room and kitchen flow Giddy always if I owe Everything and none at all Working on some reefer smoke Learning from my keeping on And after all that speaking on me I don't want to lead you on And trying to leave you with the wrong idea About where I'm going It's all Jesus I understand you done had it up to here With all my gas And if I could only make it rapping So I could say I made it happen Been an underdog forever Now I really do have it Down pat I haven't shown you any signs of Falling back, sorry I ain't catch your call. Leave your name and number at the beat so I can call you back. Fall or fail, never know. I've been on my lumberjack, overworking ain't a flaw. Look at how you made me act. Beats you like an ape for hog. How you all became a snack, how it all became a rap. I left for really bring it back to what we all in habitat. San Jose is on the map. Hammer time forever black. Swagger like the cabbage patch. Color ain't a factor, but statistics say that we only brought to keep the prisons overpacked. They don't wanna make it so we never turn to pulling jacks. Selling dope in city traps. 
to bring the bullet back I ain't wanna do it, but to ever lack again For me's a foolish act, not what I was shooting at Back when I was schooling, trying to fit in with the cooler cats I ain't mixed, so I would never be whatever cool it at The irony is, later on, that's what they be losing at And they can never make it at this altitude I'm cruising at It's only right for me to make an interest on them who is that Flies any bird playing Alabama High as I can get, fuck another for my cataracts This is for my brother, my mother, and my daddy Back when I was just a young it was hard for us where we were at The life I chose not to leave alone Led to my love for this microphone I'm speaking on the baggage I'm praying alone I'm praying for the woes that keep me strong The same ones that got me pouring out my soul The course of my life led me to this song And my choices y'all never really did condone And I tried knowing I could never right my wrongs My wrongs Stole my babies Lay up Did you know that you can leave a message to be on the show? That's right, you can. If you go to the show's description on whatever platform you're listening to this on, and mind you, it does host on many platforms. This SAS podcast, Starseeds Angels Savant Syndrome, hosts on many platforms, as most podcasts do these days. Well, if you look in the description for the show, you'll find a link to message us. You can leave a, leave a audio recording for the show and be on air, not live, but you can ask a question or leave a statement. Heck, this show is explicit and it's rated explicit. So you can even swear. You can swear at me if you want. And roast me. And that's perfectly fine. I welcome anybody to say anything that they want. And that's freedom of speech. How it should be. I I don't know if there's a time limit on the audio recording that you're allowed to uh, record with. But uh, try to keep it a little bit short. I'd say at least under like half an hour, if that's okay with you. But yes, please do message and be on the show. You can do so anonymously. Perfectly fine.